Talk Radio. We'll try to make you think that God is dead. But oh, he's so real, real in my soul today. He has washed all of my sins away. Jesus' love is just bubbled in my heart. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. He's so real, real in my soul today. He has washed all of my sins away. Jesus loves us over. It just bubbles over in my heart. Real, real, Jesus is real to me. Come on, can I get some of Oh, yes. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. Jesus is real. Come on, cry. Help me say it. Real Jesus. Come on, Lord. Oh, yes, he gives me the victory. Well, so many people, but I can't live. That is why. Oh, he's so real. Let me hear y'all all. Come on, real, everybody. Real, real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on. He gives us the victory. Oh, that is why I love this song. He's so 
on, put your hands together. If it's really real in your life, put your hands together. Amen. Hallelujah. Is he real? Is he real? Again, we want to welcome you this morning to the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We have just a few announcements that we want to uh, keep you aware of. I want to say uh, thank you real quick to Ebenezer for yesterday coming out and supporting our sister uh, Patricia Hatcher at that memorial service yesterday. God bless you. Thank you to those who helped out in the kitchen and uh, with the pre-pass and the repass. God bless you and thank you uh, for all that you did on yesterday. Uh, just a quick announcement. You know, we have one week off for Bible study, so y'all enjoy y'all Wednesday. This Wednesday, we got one week off. One week off, we pick right back up the following week, so enjoy your Wednesday. Uh, the other announcement is new members class. Let me pull that up because I was supposed to say that before I got up here. Uh, new members class is starting back. Yours truly uh, has been volunteered. Yeah. No, you heard me say volunteered. Right. I didn't I didn't volunteer. <laughs> I didn't volunteer. Uh but it is starting back on uh April the sixteenth, the Sunday after Easter, the Sunday after resurrection service, right? It'll be at nine thirty, I believe. Nine thirty will be right upstairs. I'll make sure everybody gets the information. But it'll be at 9.30. Uh, maybe I'll find a new spot since the other building is semi-up and running. I might find a spot over there. But 9.30. So if you were joined in within the last two, three months or whatever, I know we had started and we stopped and everything, but it is starting back on April the 16th. That is the third Sunday in April. Amen? Amen. So if, you, if they're not here, if you haven't seen somebody that joined, send word out, send carrier pigeon, whatever you got to do. Let them know that we are starting our new members class back up. We're going to go real good for about six weeks. Make sure you got all the information you need. And then if the Lord sees fit to give you some direction in what ministry you ought to serve, then you go ahead and say, now I'm ready. Amen. 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 We don't want to rush and put nobody in nothing. Amen. Amen. All right. Back to these announcements. Uh, memorial service is planned for former member Rosetta Russell. Uh, on Saturday, April 1st, beginning at 11 a.m. at the Paul Stewart Building, 400 East 41st Street. That's Rosetta Russell. Um, that's that. If you are planning to attend the sunrise service and breakfast on Resurrection Sunday, please tell the church clerk or leave a voice message so that we know how many people to prepare for on Resurrection Sunday. We, you all know it as Easter Sunday, but we'll be having a morning service. What's up? Mm. Amen. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning. Amen. Amen. I don't think Jesus got up that early. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you to everybody. Um, that's y'all pray for me. I told y'all, y'all ain't praying hard enough. Uh, but amen. We 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 are again grateful for everyone that did everything on yesterday. Uh, I believe that's all the announcements that I have for today. Again, if you have not, let me just do this one. If you have not turned in uh, your group event or plan, you real late. You real late. So you should probably get that in. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us uh, continue. Oh, and let me say this. Uh, we'll keep continue to pray uh, for Pastor Percy. He is out with a whole bunch of kids from the Proviso West School. West, right? East? Proviso East. You know, he 
do that ROTC stuff. So I already know that that's, yeah. So keep him lifted up in prayer because he got a bunch of them somewhere. Amen. Amen. All right. Come on. Oh, 
It was mentioned last week. It was mentioned last week. I believe that was last week that the alderman was here, right? That was last week the alderman was here, and you guys knew they had the vote on it. You got the calling post. They got the vote went through on Wednesday with the complete city council. In case you missed it, uh, Ebenezer was officially, all the votes are in, all the stuff been counted, all the I's have been dotted, and the T's have been crossed. Ebenezer officially on Wednesday, sometime Wednesday afternoon at about 2 o'clock-ish, officially was awarded the $900,000 grant from the city of Chicago. Amen. 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 $900,000 ain't nothing to see that. Amen. Not from, not, from, not from this city. Amen. Amen. Nine hundred thousand hmm? dollars. Now, now, if nine hundred fell in y'all account, I bet you the shop would be a little different. I bet. I bet the shop would be a little different if the nine hundred hit your account, your personal. Maybe y'all already got it. That's why they ain't shopping. Maybe that's what. It, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nine hundred hit mine. I'm going to send my tithe, but my shout going to be different. Y'all might not see me for a week or two, but my shout going to be different. Amen. But we got that 900,000, and uh, we're excited. Thank you for your... You just going to keep on. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't show out because the bad thing is. Right. Right. Keep that same energy. Amen. Uh, but seriously, seriously, it is an amazing achievement. Amen. We are grateful for that. Also, we're already in the process of getting ready for the phase two offering because that grant is available again. And we are in the process of trying to get ready. So we are in, we, so we first in line. So we are first in line this time. Amen. And, and, and we're going to go for exactly what we need because all of that 900000 does is cover stuff that y'all probably won't even be able to see. Because, see, I know how folk are. That's right. When it comes to money. That's right. When y'all just spent 1.2, we can't see it. Because right. it's all outside. It's all on the roof and everywhere else. So I know a lot of times you need some tangible evidence. You know, we got to be like Thomas. We need to see. Lord, if it's you, let me see the hole in your hand. Okay. All right. That's a different sermon. Amen. 
But we're getting ready for phase two, and I know they are working diligently to get everything we need and get the right people in place so we can do not just what we did this time, but even greater so that we can start to do some of the internal things. Amen. 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 And then thank you, too. I know we have some grants that are out uh, for the building next door. Uh, So once that is up and running, amen, we can get some things up and running as far as programming in the community. We have some things that are in the works right now. And we can't make announcements because I don't believe in making announcements until I've seen paperwork and contracts have been signed and all of those things. Amen? Amen. Amen. So it's offering time, church. You can go right now and get ready. It's offering time. There are several ways you can give. You can give online at EbenezerBronzeville.org, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Hit the Give Now button right there, and you can give your, uh, sow your seed right there, whether it be your tithe, your offering, or be your, don- your donation or the commitment you made uh, to the Friends of Ebenezer program. Amen? You can also give via mobile or text to give. That number is 312-779-0146. Again, text to give, 312 312- Seven seven nine zero one four six, and you can give by mail or drop your gift off right here at the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, forty five zero one South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois six zero six five three. I feel like one of them old announcements from back in the day. Uh, Miss Dodgers, I wish she was here. Amen. And then last but not least, you can give via Zelle or QuickPay. That phone number is seven seven three nine six zero. 9028. Again, 773-960-9028. Amen. Amen. If you need any of that digital information, just tell our ushers and they will make sure they get that for you. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Lord God, we thank you just for another opportunity. God, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you in giving. Now, God, we ask that you would bless our gifts, and God, we ask that you would bless the giver. You know what we stand in need of. Lord, we're just thankful for what you've already done. God, you've shown yourself mighty by blessing us, God, by allowing the people to see that this place is worthy. Come on now, it's worthy to be restored. And God, we're grateful for what you've already done. But God, we're thanking you today for what you are about to do next. So God, we're planting a seed now for next. Amen. We're praying now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. 
the mother of our own, our tail Cooper, refrain for Beverly Bogus, who is now in University of Chicago Hospital. And we're praying for, again, Willie May Davis is in Trinity Hospital. There was one more person that, Lenore Elms, thank you. And we're praying for Lenore Elms. We're also praying for Miss Orpha Richard, mother of Susan Anglin, who is ill in Texas. And she is there now. We're praying for caregivers this morning. Yeah, if you yeah. ever had to just stand in the gap while somebody in your family was sick, we're praying, we're lifting you up right now. It's, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. And when you see somebody suffering and all you can do is get them a glass of water or wipe their forehead or get them something cold to put on the back of their neck or just rub their feet or put some lotion on their hands or just rub the back of their neck. It, it's not a difficult thing. It's not an easy thing. It, you, in some cases, you have to bathe them and wash them up in the morning and, and get up and just take them for a walk and from nowhere from, from, from the kitchen to the dining room or from the kitchen to the it's not an easy job. So we're lifting up caregivers this morning. Yes, Whoever they may be, and for those that are standing down here in this sacred space, we're praying. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If I draw myself from thee, where shall I go? God, we're praying this morning. God, we're praying this morning. First, God, we have to say thank you. God, we're saying thank you, God, because even when it don't feel good and even when it don't look good, God, you remind us that you are good. So, God, we're thanking you just for being a good God. God, your people are standing this morning, God, because there is a need in their lives. They're standing this morning, God, because they're standing for somebody who did not have the strength to stand for themselves. God, they're lined up in front of your altar today, God, because there is a need in the building. God, there is a need in the building from your people this morning. God, and we trust and believe that only you can fulfill that need. God, there's some people standing who've tried everything but you. So God, because they've tried everything but you, God, they, they, they're laying it all on the line for you today, God. God, they're standing and they're waiting and praying because they know that you will do anything but fail. God, they're trusting you today. God, even those that are in their seats, standing in their seats today, are standing where their seats are, God, we're lifting them up today. You know what they stand in need of, God. It could be a family issue. It could be a business issue, God. It could be a mind issue, God. It could be whatever it is, God, but we trust you today. God, we love you today. Lord God, we're standing, God, because we're tired, God. God, there's some weary people amongst you today, God. There's some folk who feel like they might not make it any further, God. But, Lord, we trust you because in your word you said you never leave us, nor forsake us. And, God, we believe what your word says. God, we're trusting you today. God, you've kept us for over 120 plus years. 
And God, we just believe that you didn't bring us this far to leave us. So, Lord God, we're going to continue to lift up your name in this place. God, as long as the light come on, as long as the roof is above our head, we're going to continue to lift up the name of Jesus in this place, on this corner, in this city. God, let our light so shine that when the people come through the door, they come running. What must I do? To see Jesus. God, we want them running into the aisle and running into the door asking, who is this man called Jesus? Let us be your good guide today, God. Hey. Let us move how you want us to move today, God. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we love you. Lord God, continue to be with us for the remainder of this service, God. Touch these musicians today, God. Touch this choir today, God. Touch these singers today, God. Touch this congregation of God. And even God be today, God. When the word comes, let it only be what you would have to be. Move me out of the way, God. Use me for your glory today, God. So that your people might hear a word from you. We pray now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart said amen. 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 Go ahead and sing that. Why are you going to hug somebody before you go back to your Come on, y'all. Y'all know this song. I shall not pray. Oh, let me walk each day. My provider 
in the midnight hour just had the stretch of the heaven said Father I stretch come on church Thank <laughs> you. 
have some worshipers in here. I wish we had some folks that just wasn't ashamed just to holler, I need thee. Uh, I wish I had a few witnesses that have been in a place where they had no other choice but just to holler, I need thee. Mm. Every hour. Because I come. It's personal. I come. I can't go for you. I come. I can talk to him about you, but I have to come for myself. I come. Nah. Unto the Amen. Starting to feel a little churchy in here. Last time I checked, we was Baptist. Last time I checked, last time I checked, last time I checked. Amen. The scripture has already been read and it is long and but the story is good. The story is good. John 11, the gospel of John 11, we went through 1 through 45. And you either just tuned in or if you just got here. So you know what we're talking about today. I just have a simple, simple subject. And I know I have a doctorate's degree, but I'm about to use some improper English. Simple subject is, it ain't over. I could say it's not over, but it ain't over, hit different. Amen. It ain't over. It ain't over. Uh, church, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say some stuff to you today that uh, some things uh, that you might have to think about. 
so let me start by saying that, that, that the battles and the struggles and, and the warfare that you see and that we experience in the world on a daily basis, it, it, it's really about us fighting the enemy. It's not about us fighting each other. It's not about us being mad at politicians. It's not about us being mad that this grocery bill is way this high and this thing is this way. It's really about two superpowers fighting it out. I don't even like to give the enemy that status of superpower, but he is a supernatural being, and he is the ruler of all of the dark places and of the dark forces, but, but, but God is the ruler of all the forces in heaven. So, so everything is ultimately about worship. Let me say this real quick. Musicians, don't go too far, all right? All right, all right. I promise I won't put you to sleep, amen? But see, see, the battle, the battle is really over the hearts and minds of men and women. That's what the battle is really over. Who can control your heart? Who do you give your heart to? Who will you worship? And who will you serve? You, you, you see, because whomever you worship, that's who you will serve. I'll say that again. Y'all can write that one down. Whomever you worship, that's whom you will serve. See, 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 God must be worshipped intentionally. There has to be some intentionality about our worship. What do you mean, preacher, being intentional? That means when I show up, I have to come with a mindset of worship. That means I need to, when I get up in the morning, I need to have a mindset of worship. When I'm getting in the shower, I need a mindset of worship. When I'm putting on my clothes, I need a mindset of worship. When I'm on my way to wherever I'm going, I need a mindset of worship. God wants us to have a mindset of worship. He wants us acknowledging him and honoring him as our Lord and Savior. Now, see, Satan, on the other hand, he, he, he does not demand or require that same amount of devotion or, or intentionality in worship of him. Because, see, 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 Satan gets his worship, and his, his worship service starts with fear. It starts with doubt. It starts with worry. It, it starts with confusion. It, it starts with resentment. It, it starts with criticism and hate and jealousy and bitterness and hopelessness. And all of those things are received by him as worship. You see, so, when the, so, so the enemy will create conditions and circumstances and hardships and sickness and loss just to get affection from you and turn your affection away from God. You see, because when we're worrying and when we're stressing and when we're depressed and when we're doing all these things, we lose our momentary connection with God. Because the longer you worry about problems, the less you're talking to him. Amen, Stanley. Amen. You see, you, 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 you see when you spend a whole lot of time looking for help, and a whole lot of time crying about your situation and a whole lot of time just keeping your head down and, oh, woe is me this and woe is me that. And I can't believe eggs cost as much as they do. And I can't believe gas is as high as it is. The more time you spend complaining, the more the devil is sitting back happy. Because instead of complaining about how, and don't get me wrong, I know eggs is high. I know eggs, don't get me wrong, but instead of complaining about how high they are, why not be thankful that you can still buy them? Okay, all right, we, 
I'll talk to, talk to y'all a little later. Don't worry about it. You see, you see, any reaction that you have outside of intentionally worshiping and glorifying God is letting the devil steal your joy. And he identifies those things as worship to him. So he will create circumstances to produce these feelings like negativity and, and fear and frustration and confusion and hopelessness and despair. And he takes those things as worship to him. So, 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 so let's get into the meat of the message. Have you ever looked at a situation that looked like it was done, like it was over, like it was hopeless, and it had give up written all over it? If, I think if you think about it, church, if we be honest, we've all been there at least once or twice. But when we look at this story in the Bible, we see the end uh, of hopelessness. We see terminal. We see forget it written all over. Because the way it's written from the beginning, it looks like this is a dead situation. You see, because Mary and Martha, they watched their brother Lazarus as he became sick. That's why I had to talk about caregivers this morning. They watched as their brother as he became sick. All of a sudden, he was healthy and everything, and then he got ill. And because they were his sisters and they were his friends, they said, well, let me help him. Let me do what I can. Let me do what I can to help this brother. But all they could do was watch as the life was drained out of him. As the sickness worsened and he became weaker and weaker, their hope began to slip away. But they had one last hope. They sent for Jesus. All right, okay, okay. Because see, and what they thought was, they said, well, we know Jesus can heal him. So they sent for Jesus. Jesus can stop the plague of death. My brother ain't got to die because I know Jesus. I know that Jesus, you know, the one that can heal the, heal the sick and he can give hearing to the deaf and, and, and sight to the blind. I know that Jesus, so let me call. Matter of fact, i got a personal relationship with him. He's on my speed dial list. Let me hit him up real quick. Hey, Jesus, your homie, your brother, Lazarus is sick, and I know you can heal him. So come on, Jesus. Get to make your way back over here to where we are. So, so the, the, the scripture says they, they sent for Jesus, and, 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 but he didn't come. Ain't that something? They, he didn't come. They, he, he got the text message. Kind of like when my mama texts me and I don't respond right away. She... She texts at 9.02. She expects a response at 9.02 and 50 seconds. And 9.05, why you text me back so late? But let's be honest. We've all been there. We've all been in that same situation. And some of us, if we talk real honest, we're sitting there right now. You've been praying and praying and believing for a change. And all that has happened is it has gotten worse. In other words, Jesus just hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus hasn't come through for you. Now, 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 church, I'll admit, this is where this story in the Bible causes a little confusion. Because we do know that Jesus got the message. 
the Bible tells us he, he got the message. I don't know how he got it. You know, I don't know if they sent it via raven or whatever they did, but he, he got the message. And Jesus knows that Lazarus is terminally ill. Not, this isn't some common cold. This ain't he hurt himself. He is terminally ill. And, and Jesus knows that all of their hopes are that he will come before Lazarus dies and that he will heal him. That's what their hope is in. But see, Jesus, oh God, he waits deliberately until he knows Lazarus has died. Then he says to his disciples, our friend Lazarus is asleep. And I must go and, and, and wake him up. And, and I, I, could, I could rightly assume that in Jesus' humanity, he wanted to rush to Lazarus in that moment because you do know he was human. And human, human part of you says, let me get there quick. But the divine nature of Jesus said, no, no, no. We're going to wait because this is a glory opportunity. Okay, all right. But see, Jesus said, Jesus said of himself, I only speak when I hear my father speak. He says, I only do what I see my father do. So now we can understand Jesus' reluctance to rush to Lazarus' side and come to his aid because he's being obedient to the father's will. I now personally believe that it was hard for Jesus to sit back and know that his friend was suffering and that he could have ended his suffering. And if we're honest with each other, there's some times and some people that we know we wish could have ended their suffering. We wish we could have done something even more. We wish that there was a cure, that the doctors had found a solution, or we had found out they were ill sooner. We wish these things, and we try to drop everything to get to their side. And just like Jesus, the human side wanted to be there to aid his friend. But why the delay, church? The delay was for what? Greater glory. Because see, if Jesus had a rushed to where Lazarus was and kept him from dying, so many of the unbelieving saints would have said, well, you know, he really wasn't all that sick. Yeah, he, 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 you know, he, he, he was sick, but he wasn't like, you know, sick. You know, he, he was sick. Yeah, he, you know, he, you know, he just needs a little Robitussin, yeah. Let me, let me go back. Little Father John. That was some nap. Yeah. No. Do that cast over. <laughs> you might be sick. That's, that's different. But folks, folks say, folks say, folks say, uh, uh, they would have said, well, 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 he wasn't that sick. So what really happened was he just recovered. And it's just coincidental that Jesus showed up right before he recovered. But see, here is something we rarely recognize. When we are crying out for a miracle of healing and a breakthrough and restoration and deliverance, our attention, watch this, and our intensity is all focused and centered on that particular need. So our attention is on that need. So we assume that because our attention is on that need, that so is God's attention. We assume, we assume that God cares about what we care about. So if I'm crying out to God for you, then we assume that God is also crying out. Mm. But see, we have to learn how to recognize, watch this, that God is a multitasker. 
Okay, all right, all right. You want his full attention on meeting your need, but watch this. This We're going to hit a little problem right here. God's ultimate desire is to grow us up, come on now, to reveal more of himself in us, uh, to mature our faith, and to be glorified. So we, 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 we think God is completely occupied with our need. We think God is completely occupied with meeting what's going on with us. But God is even more committed to growing our faith and our confidence in him. Well, 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 well Brother bro King, uh, Brother Preacher, you, you, you say, well, how can you prove that? Can you prove what you just said? Y'all know I like evidence. I just use the word. Jesus, watch this. The Bible tells us that Jesus could have arrived before Lazarus died. And healed him. That's that's what the story tells us. But because he was going for greater glory, greater glory in Lazarus being raised from the dead. The truth is that Jesus, watch this, Jesus wasn't after fixing Lazarus or getting Lazarus well. Jesus was after resurrecting their faith. Oh, the whole message just turned. It's really about faith. Okay, watch this, watch this. See, 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 Mary and Martha, they had we believe you can heal him, faith. Okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let me make it real simple. They believe, Jesus, we know you, we've seen you heal living people. Okay, stay with me. We've seen you, you, you open blind eyes. We've seen you open deaf ears. We've seen this, this from you. So, so we know that you can heal him because we have that healing faith in you. But see, when Lazarus died... According to the scripture, so did their faith. Mm. So, so, so the Bible tells us that Jesus deliberately waited for two days. Uh-huh. And now, 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 now take a look in the spiritual realm and get a glimpse of what's happening when you pray and, and, and see if you don't see any change. See, watch this. The Jews believe that the body, the spirit, hovered over the body for about two days or so after you died. So, so when somebody lay dead and they lay there on display for a day and, and they lay there for another day, the Jewish people believe that the spirit was still hovering in the room. Don't, 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 don't believe me. Look it up. Google it. Go ahead. <laughs> they, 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 they believe that. They believe that, right? So, 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 so Jesus knew all of these things. He knew the tradition. How did he know? Well, he was Jewish. I know we don't like to admit it. But he was Jewish. He was a Nazarene, right? Okay, all right, all right, all right. And, and, and so, so, so he intentionally extended his stay to wipe out that doubt real quick. Okay, okay. And, and watch this. And sometimes, sometimes, church, and we know this, you ever felt like God just wasn't listening? Mm. So, 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 so Jesus waited intentionally for Lazarus to die in order to elicit Faith healing, faith resurrection in Mary and Martha. He intentionally, it wasn't just, look, he could raise Lazarus. He, could, he didn't even have to show up to do it, right? But he intentionally was trying to raise the faith, resurrect the faith of Mary and Martha. So, 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 so when, 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 when Lazarus died, they switched their faith off. They said, well, that's it. It's over. It's finished. I don't believe in this particular situation anymore. It's not that they don't believe on Jesus. 
They just thought that this situation was over. The Bible says, and they took him to the grave and they rolled the stone over the door. That, that stone, that stone church was not just a boulder blocking the door to Lazarus' tomb, but that stone was a grave site. And the grave site says, here lies Mary and Martha's faith. See, the stone said, watch this. Let me take it this way. The stone says, we believe up until this point. Okay, all right, don't, don't miss this. We believe up until this point. Up until we put him in the ground, we still believe that Jesus could heal him. We still trusted Jesus up until he died. Because now we've buried him and we've put him away and we rolled the stone over his body and put him, wrapped him up in all of this stuff. And, and now we're in our grieving and mourning process. But watch this. If you can do me a favor, tell your neighbor, hold on. Okay, all right. Look at that other neighbor because they didn't look real confident. Look at your neighbor, look him right in the eye and just say, hold on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, 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 when Jesus came, watch this, they did not rush to meet him with that same living faith that they always had when he came to town. They met him with frustration. We already talked about that earlier. They met him with disappointment. They met him with even some resentment. Can I take it a step further? They, they actually had the nerve to scold Jesus. You, you know what she said. If, if you would have got here sooner, our brother would not have died. Now, 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 let's be fair. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. You'd be upset too. You'd be upset too if you knew that you knew somebody who could heal you, who could do a miracle for you, who could deliver you, but instead they just didn't show up. But let's go a step further. We, we've all been disappointed at, at one time or another that God didn't come through when we wanted him to. Can I, do I have any witnesses in the room? How many times has our loved one been sick and we prayed to God, God, we trust and believe that you can wake him up or you can wake her up, and God said no. Do I have any witnesses in the room? I know I got at least one or two. I don't want to point you out, but I, I know some of y'all was praying hard for your loved one. I know you were praying hard that they would come through that situation. I know you were down on it. I mean, you were doing the Garden of Gethsemane prayer. You had blood and water running from your head. God, get my brother, my sister, my father, my mother up out of this situation. Lord, I trust you can heal them. Now, if all Jesus was after if all he was after was to perform a miracle and raise Lazarus from the dead, then he would have just said, take me to the grave. And he would have raised Lazarus from the dead, but that's not what he did. See, 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 I know this concept, and, I, and I'm going to share it with you because it's a little hard. It's a little hard to swallow, and it's hard for me to swallow because I've been there. But we have to get this revelation down in our spirits. God loves us dearly. But his ultimate reason for everything he does is for his glory. Okay, okay. Absolutely everything that he does will be glorified. That means when he does it, how he does it, where he does it, and who he decides to do it for is for his glory. Everything is determined and decided by the degree of glory it will bring to him. So, so, so Lazarus is now dead, right? 
But Jesus starts speaking to them about their faith. He ain't mentioned Lazarus. Let me say it again. Lazarus, his friend, their brother, is dead. And he starts the conversation about their faith. Okay, all right. He said to Mary and to Martha, if you believe, oh God, oh God, if you believe, you will see. Now, now you ask the question, well, why is Jesus speaking this way? The reason Jesus speaks to them about their faith is they need a faith resurrection. He could see that their faith was fleeting. He could see that their faith was non-existent. He could see that their faith was not where it used to be. He could see these things. So he recognized that the first resurrection he had to do was the resurrection of faith on Mary and Martha. Mm, that's all right. Y'all will get it later. Watch the replay. You, you, see, 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 they're looking at the stone and they're saying that's the end. It's hopeless. It's over. Now, 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 the end, because we've all been there, the end could be anything. It, it, it could be a relationship that's, that's hanging by a thread. It, 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 it could be that you feel like there's only one little spark left in this thing, and you're not feeling the other person. Or it could be a relationship between you and your children or you and your siblings. It could be a physical situation where it seems like it's over, that it's dead. It, seems like this sickness or this situation has taken control of your life. You feel like, well, it's time to go ahead and pull the plug because it's over. The end of the story is here. It could even be financial. You, you made a mistake and, and you lost everything. And so you just feel like it's over. And watch this. It could even be your ministry. You can feel like there's something happened that sets you back and the enemy is quick to tell you it's over. If we be honest, maybe we can say even in your ministry, maybe I blew it. Maybe I made the mistake. Maybe, maybe it was me. Maybe I jumped too soon. Or friend, let me tell you, there's this thing called forgiveness. Can we get there? First John, first John 1 and 9. First John 1 and 9 says, if you will confess your sin, God is what? Faithful. Oh God. Huh? And just to forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you from what? All unrighteousness. I got a Bible reader in the room. Maybe, 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 maybe it's, it's, it's jealousy or envy or criticism because people want to attack your ministry and you're feeling like it's over. Maybe that thing hits you really, really hard and you say, well, you know what? It might be best for me to just walk away. But church, if we could be honest, We've all been there. And if we realize, maybe some of us are there right now. You, you see, many people, many people know what that feels like. And I know that this is what the enemy is trying to accomplish in your life because he's trying to get you to paint this picture of hopelessness. He's trying to get you to sit in the seat of despair. He wants you in the corner with the lights off depressed. He wants you mad and angry all the time. He wants you to roll the stove over that situation, close the door, and pull the plug on your face. Because he thrives on that. He thrives on pain. He thrives on disunity. He, he thrives on resentment. He says, it's over, close the casket, shut it down. There is this, there's a TV show that, that me and Latanya like to watch. It's called 911. 
Angela Bassett is on there. She, you know, the one that got cheated out the award the other day. We'll talk about that later. She should have won. I said it. Yep. But anyway, it's a show called 911, and, 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 and it's, it's an emergency show. So she's a cop in the show, but then there's this whole fire department situation, and, you know, the paramedics, they're always going out on these different things. Now, I said we watch it, but I'm about, uh, about 15 episodes behind. She went on it ahead and left me. But, but in this show, many times, many times, uh, uh, they will treat a patient who has gone into cardiac arrest. Now watch this. When the patient goes, I know it got a paramedic in the room. When the patient goes into cardiac arrest, they don't say, well, it's over. Okay, oh, God, I wish y'all get this. They don't say, oh, too bad, we lost another one. You know, you know they, no, no, what they do is they go get them electric paddles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and they shock the heart to get it beating again. And, and watch this. It's not always successful the first time. Okay, all right, all right. In other words, watch this. Patients live because the paramedics don't quit. All right. Okay. 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 Now, 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 now look at the evidence. Watch this. They don't look at the evidence on the screen that says flatline. They say, no, we're going to shock them again. And so they holler, clip. And they shock them again. And, and, and even though they see the flatline, the doctor says, no, we're going to keep working now. Give me a shot of whatever that stuff is they put in there. And then they say, you know what? Charge them again. And they clip. And they get out in there. Then all of a sudden, the line jumps a little bit. Something happens. They call it conversion. Right, 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 right. And, and, and see, even when it's flat, you always got a doctor. A good doctor will say, well, no, he ain't dead. It, 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 it's asystole. I learned that. I learned that. I watched it. I watched it. I watch a little bit of TV. Yeah, I ain't that kind of doctor. That's different, right? So, so, so they shock him, and, and then it starts the beeping, and we have conversion. Watch this. And, and, and the thought I had about that was it's an amazing encouragement because you've been praying for your children. You've been praying for your spouse. You've been praying for the relationship, and it's been feeling like it's been flatlined for years. And all the enemy wants you to do is to call it done. He wants you to say, they can go to hell. I ain't got to see them no more. But God is saying, go ahead and shock them one more time. God is saying, give them a Holy Ghost shock and bring them into conversion. And, and, and oh God, see, okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me not go to, I'm almost through. I'm almost through. I'm almost through. Conversion, conversion simply means the process of changing or causing something, oh God, to change from one form to another. Watch this, watch this. From sickness to health. From sorrow to joy. Come on now. From anxiety uh -huh, and stress to peace and rest. Oh God. From loss, come on over here now, uh-huh. To found. I told y'all about dude. Come on. From bound to free. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. From fretful and fearful. Oh God. To faithful and courageous. Eh. From discouraged and depressed uh, to happy and blessed. I wish I had some help in here. I, I feel like the Holy Spirit trying to tell me to tell y'all something today. Some of y'all are on the verge of conversion. Oh God, help me. 
I believe, I believe you're on the verge of conversion. You're on the edge of a breakthrough. You're on the brink of a miracle. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And the worst thing you could do is to give up now. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn off your face switch so soon because you're getting ready to see something. Watch this. That looks impossible become possible. Okay. You're getting ready to see something that's going to put your eyes on big. You're getting ready to see something and God is getting ready to show up. So don't be so quick to put those paddles away. Don't be so quick to start hollering time of death. Don't be so quick to put folk away because watch this. Just like with some of them patients, some folks require more than one shot. I feel like I'm preaching. Some folks require more than one shot. Can I talk to us? Y'all know we're a little stubborn. Okay. We're a little hard-headed. Okay, all right. What they say, stiff-necked. Uh-huh. So, so, so we require a little higher voltage. Okay, all right. So, so sometimes the good old, I'm just going to come to church and clap my hands and just going to sit here and be grateful that God is just so awesome to me. And, and I'm just going to lay down this little prayer because God, you've been so good. And God, you know my situation. And Lord God, I, I, you know, I have this situation with my family that I wish you could be. No. See, see, it's a lot of people praying that prayer. See, I need some folks that going, Lord Jesus, I need your help. These folks is driving me crazy. Okay, all right. Lord, help me, help me, help me. See, 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 see. We some stubborn people, and and we recognize that sometimes in stubborn situations, you have to come a little bit harder. The point is, no matter what it looks like or feels like, don't give the enemy any pleasure. Don't give him an ounce of attention. Just keep praising God even in the midst. Mm. You see, I don't know about you, Ebenezer, but I refuse to submit to fear. I refuse to submit to doubt. Oh, God. I refuse to submit to discouragement. I I refuse to submit to depression. I refuse, watch this, to even get angry at God. I, I refuse to be critical and resentful of God. I refuse to give the enemy anything that he can rejoice over. Because my hope is in God. My hope is for family. My hope is for healing. Oh, God. Yeah. My hope, yes, God, is, is for deliverance. My, my, my hope, hey, Jesus, is, is for breakthrough. My, my hope is for a miracle. I said this yesterday during the memorial service because it's a line from one of my favorite old school songs. My grandmother used to stand up and just sing it in the church. She'd say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Oh, God, I I dare not trust. Yeah, yeah. The sweetest friend. And she used to lean back. She said, but holy lean, hey, on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, oh, 
other ground is sinking sand. Finally now, watch this. There's a spark. And faith comes back alive in Mary and Martha. They say, they say, well, I believe that you are the Christ. And I believe that, that you are the Son of God, which should come into the world. See, this is what Jesus was waiting on. Because, see, faith is the determining factor for everything. Can I pause and make it real present for us? If we didn't have faith that we could get that money from the city... That's all right. Y'all shout later. See, Jesus, then, 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 then Jesus instructs them. They, then Jesus says, now, take the stone away. Okay. All right. Now, 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 now watch this. Then, as soon as he said, take the stone away, their faith wavered one more time. God. The faith wavered one more time. Because then the time I said, but Lord, he, he dead. And, and, and he been dead for about four days. And if I can say it like I believe they said it, he stank. Lord, he been in there, laid up in there, four days, on that slab, wrapped up in them clothes. And by now, he stank. And Lord, we believe you can do this. But God, if we tell you the truth, we kind of moved on at this point. Because he been dead four days. And, we done had the funeral, we done had the repast, we had the little picnic in the backyard, we, we did all them things, and God, we done moved on. But Jesus still got the paddle, and he jokes them back to their faith confession. He says, did I not, did I not hear you say that you believe and that you would see the glory of God? Oh, God. What Jesus is saying is, I'm not afraid of the stake. Oh, God. I can handle it no matter how bad it is. How many of us will be honest enough, glory to God, yeah, that you're glad that Jesus didn't let the stink on you stop him? Because church, if we're real honest, some of us have a smell that God should have left behind a long time ago. He should have left you laying wherever you was laid up. I just preach for myself. He should have left you sitting at whatever bar you were sitting at, whosever house you were laid up in, whatever car you was in. He should have left you whatever drug you had in you. He could have left you right there. But he didn't, because they rolled the stone away. And then I heard him call my name. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, see, I'm sorry, that's, that ain't the scripture here. But I heard him call my name. Okay, okay, okay. Then the, the word says, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And, the Bible says he came forward like a dead man, and he was wrapped up in grave clothes, and, and his face was bound with a napkin, and Jesus used the words that I love, loose him and let him go. Loose him and set him free. Loose him and let him go. Loose him. Hey, 
and set him free. I, I don't know what Lazarus means to you, but I've been in some bad situations, and he called my name. Ah. It could be your hopes and your dreams were shattered, and they were dead, but he called your name. He said, it ain't over just yet. I know they, 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 they killed you, and they buried you, and they started throwing dirt on you. But it ain't over, because I'm calling you, God, your name. See, I could go on and on, but I'm about through here, Ebenezer. I don't know what Lazarus means to you, but what I see in this story is there's a situation that's screaming hopelessness. It's screaming hopeless, but Jesus is saying, it ain't over. It ain't over. I'm going to say it again, it ain't over. I don't know who this message is for. I'm just a messenger, and I have delivered the message. I don't know if it's for you, but I don't if, it's, if this message is for you, it ain't about you joining church right now. We'll open the door of the church. But if you believe it, it ain't over in your situation. Just make your way back down here to this altar, my God, today. If you believe that it ain't over for your situation, if you believe God can resurrect your situation, make your way down. Okay, I'll I, I come myself. Yeah, look here. I ain't nobody's prophet. I'll never claim to be. But I believe this message was for a divine time such as this. And it ain't over. The fat lady ain't singing. Oh, she might have warmed up. She might have knew the song. She might have been ready and had her good dress on. Had her nice heels on. But before she takes the curtain, God is saying it ain't over. It ain't over. Because there are some situations that are hopeless. And the enemy is pushing us to be done and over with and says, roll the stone. But I love that Jesus says, roll the stone away. As I get ready to take my seat, church, remember this. They rolled the stone in front of his grave, too. Okay, y'all just don't, y'all don't, don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Because the enemy said, this story is over. I told y'all he wasn't the son of God. I told y'all he was just another preacher. I told y'all he was just another Negro from Nazareth. I, I told y'all he was just another clown from over here. That's Joseph's boy. That ain't God's son. And they put the stone on him. And they rolled it over, over his grave. Over three days later. Three days later. My, my, my. They rolled the stone away and he was gone because he got up out the ground. <sighs> I like this last part. I got to give you this. In John, in 1 John, no, John 12, I'm sorry, in John 12, 1 and 2, watch this. It says, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Watch verse 2. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. 
Then go down to John 12, 9 and 11. And it says this, that much people of the Jews, whole lot of folks, whole lot of folks, uh, knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus, but they wanted to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priests even tried to plot and consulted to put Lazarus to death because they knew that this would draw more people to Jesus. What did I bring that up for? God is setting the stage to do something that will be undisputable and undeniable. And that many people won't just come because you said it was God. They're going to come to see what you look like after what God did, what he did for you. That's it, church. That's it, church. It ain't over. It ain't over. They probably told y'all to close the doors over here a long time ago. It ain't over. Hallelujah. The door of the church is open. The door of the church is open. You can come now by letter, Christian experience, candidate for baptism. The door of the church, the door, the door is open. I know I look like everybody in here knows God, but I like to do this too. Look, it, it ain't about you becoming a member of Ebenezer. It's not about you becoming a member of Ebenezer. It's about getting in the right relationship with God. So if you are out of fellowship and you don't have a church home, we, we'd love to have you here. We'd love to have you here. But if there's another place you want to go, we will, we will welcome you in and send you on because our concern is first about your relationship. We can work on the membership part later. Amen? The door of the church is open. Come on. Through it all, yeah. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all, yeah. I've learned to depend upon His Word. Come on, church. The door is open. The door is open. Yeah, do it all. Oh, do it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Do it all. Oh, do it all. I've learned to depend upon His Word. Oh, one more time. Do it all. Down through the leaves. Do it all. Through the substances, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Do it all, yes. Do it all. Amen. Amen. We see that we have none, but there is always room. Uh, Ain't God good? I just have to keep reminding. I have to tell myself sometimes, but I have to say it out loud. God is good. Amen. I am grateful. 
I'm always grateful for the opportunity to be here and, and preach from this sacred space. Uh, God is good. Amen. We are. We're going to get ready and go. I don't think we have any other announcements. Amen. Amen. I saw Pastor Person online. He was watching the service uh, online. And he was throwing some comments out there. Amen. Uh, but look, we will take a week off from Bible study this week. Like I said, enjoy your Wednesday. Uh, but we're still. But that does not mean that because we have the Wednesday off that you need to stop working on your evangelism, huh? You still ought to be talking to your people. You ought to be going out and finding and talking. You ain't look. You ain't got to go find them. You know who they are, right? You, it don't take much. You know who they are. Some of them might be in your house. Amen. Just tell the truth. But you know who they are. Talk to the folk and let the folks know what it is you're trying to tell them your story. Tell them your story. You don't have to share the Lazarus story. Tell them your story. Because you might not have been dead physically, but there's been some time where spiritually we've been, we've, we've been disconnected. Amen. Let us stand for the benediction. Amen. 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 Now unto him. Who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence, glory, exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power now and forever. The church said amen. 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 Go in peace.
आने ही